0: actually the new cool thing is loving yourself just the way that you are with your tiger stripes and your stretch mark with your cellulite and your wobbly belly and with the acne on your face and just recognizing actually my beauty is found in how much i love how much i care about all sentient life how much i give permission for all archetypes to be born through me how much i can love myself in the crunchy emotions and therefore hold space for others and how much i truly live my life from the heart now that is a revolution i'm here for
1: Welcome. I'm Alyssa Nobrega, your host of the Healing and Human Potential Podcast, a place for you to discover the multidimensionality of what it means to be human. Over the past 20 years, I've trained thousands of coaches in my methodology, leveraging my experience as a former psychotherapist, and I'm here to share with you all the wisdom and insights that I've learned along the way. Each week, I'll share with you life-changing tools to support you in awakening and manifesting your dream life from the inside out. We'll be exploring the intersection between ancient wisdom and modern everyday life, really diving deep into the art of human potential through the lens of psychology, spirituality, and coaching. Let's let the magic unfold. I'm so excited today to bring to you one of my dear sisters, Blue, who is such an incredible human being. She is an artist, an activist. She is the host of her own podcast and co-founder of Fluorescence, which is a modern mystery school for women. Blue, her name actually means beauty, love, and unity, and she anchors those frequencies into the world, and you will feel the power of her prayer and her magic in this podcast. Listen towards the end so you can experience the frequencies of it yourself. Thank you, Blue, for being here. I see you as somebody that walks through the world and just expresses beauty everywhere you go. Between the way that you live, the way that you talk, the way that you dress, the way that you interact, your art, your music, your ceremony. And I also see you as somebody who just lives to the beat of your own drum. Like you are so embodied and authentic in yourself. You don't conform, and it's such a gift just to stay true to yourself. Mm. And I would love to hear from you your experience of living authentic. Has that been something that's been easy for you? Or has there been a journey with that?
0: Well, now this is the third time since I got here that I'm tearing up. (laughs) I walked into your home. I was like, whoa, like a whole wellspring of emotions and and beauty just exuding from every single fiber and aspect of your life Mm. and who you are. And then your opening prayer and then your reflection to open up the conversation. So I'm already feeling very emotional, which is Mm. not surprising with me. Um, So first and foremost, I'm just so honored and so grateful to be on the Mm. podcast today. And such a great question to go into. Yeah it wither on authenticity and it's been a journey and it will continue to be a journey and there are so many layers and facets to it but I can I would never say that it's been easy because authenticity also triggers the fuck out of people like if you are deeply in your authenticity you're going to shine a light on where others are not yes and so there has to be a sense of peace with realizing the more authentic one is to the beat of your own drum, like you like you said, it's going to highlight the area where people are still in bondage towards a should that lift from without side of them. Mm-hmm. And as much as we trust the trigger to teach, Asria Becco would tell me the five T's, trust the trigger to teach, it also is the illumination of people's genuine growth. And mm-hmm. so... Um, I have triggered my family, I have triggered uh, my religion that I was raised around, I have triggered my ex-school friends, I have triggered women that I've surrounded myself with, and at the same time, Mm -hmm. our authenticity is the very thing that aligns us with those that can truly walk with us. And so at the same time, with the trigger sits next to it, a beauty that is worth it 5,000 times Mm -hmm. over, because... A life lived from alignment is Mm -hmm. where true magic is Mm -hmm. born. And -hmm. what I mean by magic is synchronicity. Synchronicities are a byproduct of alignment. They start showing up left, right, and center to actually be able to show up doing what it is that I love without any compromise being in my field Mm -hmm. and therefore showing up with the joy and the excitement just is going to attract more of that which I'm emanating. And so when the compromise is eliminated, which is living an inauthentic life based off of what I think I should do, which lives outside of myself, Mm. then no longer is compromised living in my system and in my energy field. So when I show up to, to for the podcast, it's my highest excitement, my greatest joy. I'm filled with excitement and <laughs> bubbling over with, with with the the joy of just being able to be in this space and to share this moment with you. And this is a byproduct of you calling me in because you felt the authenticity. So look at the doors opening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the sacrifice that have to be made, Yeah, which is recognizing that the cyclic nature of, of being human is also the shamanic cycle, which is death, purification, rebirth, integration. Mm -hmm. Death, purification, rebirth, integration. A death of an identity or a character that I believe myself to be placed from living from the outside in. Mm -hmm. Starting to live from the inside out, we start to purify that which is not serving. And allow myself to start rewriting an narrative based from what actually lights me up from the inside out. Purification, then we go into a rebirth. We're reborn into a new essence, a way of being, yeah. just like the snake shed its skin. It's allowing itself to come into a new iteration of its being. And then there's the integration of it. Mm-hmm. If we're not actually integrating, none of it really matters in the yeah. sense of, well, the difference between knowledge and wisdom is that that the knowledge is like shown to us and shared with us, but it kind of sits outside of ourselves. And then wisdom is when we actually integrate it on a daily practice, which mm-hmm. then it just becomes us. There's nothing mm-hmm. to remember anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no facts to remember because it just becomes us. We become the medicine. Yeah. And it's when that gets locked in, over many deaths and purification, rebirth, integration cycles, when that authenticity starts to truly come home, then we can actually receive the gifts that have always been here. Mm-hmm. But if you were to order a, a gift from... I don't know, online. Yeah. But you went home. How are you going to receive it? <laughs> yeah. So authenticity is coming home. Yeah. So that you can receive the gifts that and, are actually already here.
1: And and the willingness to let people have their trigger, mm-hmm. knowing that they're going to get triggered and inspired, because some people are also inspired by your mm-hmm. authenticity. Yeah. And that calls forward the frequency of more of what you are aligned with. Mm-hmm. But to give people permission to have their experience mm-hmm. of you. And stay true to yourself, I think, is where a lot of people struggle. And I see you really embodied in that, integrated in that. Mm -hmm. And I imagine that that might not have always been easy. Mm -mm. And so, you know, any words or any wisdom around helping let go of Mm -hmm. trying to conform or please
0: for others to stay true to yourself? Mm -hmm. I think external validation and people pleasing is a very real thing that so many of us experience, Mm -hmm. me, myself included. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful for the way that you see me and simultaneously my internal process is still figuring it out. So anything and everything that I'll share on this podcast is not coming from a place that I've got it figured out. It's coming from a place of I've been on this path and this journey for a while and these are some of the things that have helped me. It's not the truth of the capital T. It is just a way that has supported me to come home deeply into myself and outside of that need to validate Mm -hmm. um, from the outside of my being um <clears throat> however I would say that the the piece around uh the people pleaser or the outside validation I first start, started it with my blood family mm-hmm. you know it starts with that from my experience it starts with with my mother yeah. because for the first few years of my life the only way that I knew myself was through my mother my mother's eyes mm-hmm. so if little baby Charlotte, I was born Charlotte, if baby Charlotte was, is sitting there and, and she picks up this thing and mom goes, no, put that down, it's bad. Instantly, the only way I know that that's bad is through her re- reaction. I yeah. didn't know that that's bad. I, I wasn't born with those belief systems. Mm-hmm. So when I do something and she likes it, oh, that's a good girl. Mm-hmm. So my whole binary right and wrong experience is placed in the hands of somebody else for the first part of my entire life. And so for me to then walk in an authentic path based off of validation from myself Mm -hmm. required a recalibration of my relationship with my mother Mm -hmm. um, and my family. Yes. And so as much as I triggered them because I started doing things on my terms, not on their terms, it was a necessary rupture Mm -hmm. for a recalibration and a reset of the relationship. Mm -hmm. However, it was one of the toughest times of my life because it was all happening around my Saturn return. And and at the same time, and we can go into this later, like I started losing my hearing as well. So I was experiencing severe hearing loss and completely ruptured with my family. Mm -hmm. And so the cost of a sense Mm -hmm. and the cost of what I knew to be my root chakra or my grounding in this world was completely like seemingly gone. Mm -hmm. And that was really when i was going well do i live a life on my knees or or do i get in trouble for standing up and walking forward like i would rather be in trouble from the world by being authentic to myself mm-hmm. than to live a life on my knees mm-hmm. by playing somebody else's experience and their map of consciousness of what success means mm-hmm. Because I do believe that there's 8 billion people on the planet and there's 8 billion different realities happening simultaneously, depending on the way that you perceive the reality. And so for me to live somebody else's map of consciousness would be a complete injustice to the authenticity, which is actually where all of our power lies. Yeah. And so it just got to the point it was like, okay, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't easy and it's been painful and confusing, but that I'll do whatever it takes and laying in front of the altar of mm. my prayer of my life and saying, I'll do whatever it takes to be of service. To, to my authenticity mm-hmm. and to therefore to the people around me. I think that that was really where my life actually began. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So the courage to stay true to yourself, even if that meant the foundation of what you've known love to be and security to be mm-hmm. in service to your embodiment of your own truth. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting that it kind of came along the same time with you losing your hearing, starting to lose your hearing as an adult. It sounds like there was a big initiation
0: for you with <sighs> that. It still continues to be. Mm. Because the thing with hearing loss or I guess any sense being deprived is that it's a it's a series of surrendering in a minutely basis. Yeah. It's not something that's like, okay, yeah, all is well. <laughs> no, this is no, happening done. for me. <laughs> we're good. Shimmy shimmy. Next lesson. Yes. It's like to be diagnosed in my early twenties that I was going deaf. Both my brother and I were diagnosed with it. Um that it was progressive and it was incurable. It feels like a death sentence in two mm-hmm. degree, a death of uh, some sort of way mm-hmm. of perceiving the world. Mm-hmm. How will I ever hear music again? Will I ever even hear my voice again? How will I date people? Like, like these main things in my life, massive themes started to become in question. Yeah, And the challenge of learning to surrender to something that's seemingly out of my control has strengthened the muscle of surrender in me. To the point where something like a parking ticket, yeah. or someone cut me off in traffic, yeah. or when someone is a clearing conversation with me, that's easy mm-hmm. in comparing to surrender on a minutely basis to mm-hmm. the world going silent. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it's been a massive challenge, but I, I, it's it's almost impossible to me to put into one podcast the amount of blessings that have also presented itself.
1: And this is one of the things that I love most about you is that you really walk your talk, you embody the work. So, taking something like a challenge of starting to lose your hearing and starting to develop your inner gifts with it, your sixth sense and ESP, you know, extra sensory perception, starting to really use that for your growth, for your freedom. Mm-hmm. Can you share some of your journey with that? Mm-hmm
0: when I first was diagnosed I didn't I became a victim of it mm-hmm. I just didn't know why this is the worst thing that could have happened to me like yeah. what is happening um I spiraled into a really deep sadness I lost my job I was working in Hollywood as a um a producer for uh, award shows at a big events and I was on walkie-talkie and headset and I couldn't hear cues important cues mm-hmm. that was happening so I had to step away from my job because mm-hmm. I couldn't perform my job anymore so I was like really low on money and um And I kind of just went into the path of being really sad by it. And I felt really alone because there was no one else who could, could really understand my experience. Mm-hmm. Going hard, Being hard of hearing or being deaf to any degree is an invisible challenge. Like if you're blind and you, it's easy to see somebody that is in that sense or um, if you're missing a limb or something, you know, it, it's not an invisible challenge. But mm-hmm. to have an invisible challenge and not want to be talking about it all the time, it can mm-hmm. be a very lonely place. And, yeah. And the transition of it. It mm-hmm. wasn't like you were born with this. Exactly. Yeah. Is literally witnessing the world going silent and and grasping onto what once was. Yeah. My confidence levels like were shot. Yeah. And still I work on that on In- a daily basis. Interesting. One-on-one connection, no problem. Yeah. Group settings, parties, yeah. like oh anyway, that's a whole different story. <laughs> Social anxiety. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um So I ended up staying in my apartment and I just started creating like, because beauty is really important to me. And I don't mean like artificial glamour. I mean, authentic beauty. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like a rich, deep, nourishing, present, authentic beauty. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what physical vessel that you're in. It's Mm -hmm. about the amount of love that you feel. That is what I find to be beautiful. And Mm -hmm. And so I started painting and creating and that was my kind of, my medicine mm-hmm. was to, if I couldn't see a beautiful world, how could I create one? Mm-hmm. And that was when I started painting, like making murals and all these different things and it just evolved exponentially. And yeah. that was when I ended up going traveling around the world and realizing like, okay, my, I'm not deaf yet. Yeah. So I have my, still have my hearing. So what would I do if, right? Mm-hmm. Like what would you do if you knew you were going to die next week? Mm-hmm. It's like okay, life all of a sudden didn't become guaranteed anymore. It's so easy to think being a young person that life is just guaranteed. It's just going to be like this, but it's really not. Nothing is nothing is like um, stagnant in the universe. Mm -hmm. Like everything, the only constant thing is change. And so, I started asking myself, "Well, why am I not singing? Mm -hmm. I love singing. I love Mm -hmm. singing in the shower. Well, I'm afraid. I am afraid of what people think about me. I'm afraid (sighs) it makes me nervous to sing in front of people. You ever once if you you will never be able to sing next week because you won't be able to hear yourself. Then what? Is fear really going to be the thing of the reason why you don't sing anymore? Because we don't sing to sound good. We sing to liberate ourselves. Yeah. And are you going to not liberate yourself in this life? Because now you have like a a clock that is telling you that you may actually not be able to hear your own voice. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go right into the direction of my fear. Fear, false evidence appearing real. Like it's false evidence telling me that this is going to be the worst thing ever if I sing in public. Because there was a moment in school when I was in the school play and I didn't hit the note and all the kids laughed at me and I never sang since. Yeah. So I was going to literally allow this fear to be the reason why I was going to just sit on something for of my own liberation. So... I started singing, I got a guitar, I traveled the world, I painted murals, I did all the things that I just was too afraid to do. And you're in your 20s at this point? I'm in my 20s, yeah, Yeah, early 20s. I started going on a medicine path, I started to look for alternative ways of healing, I started to ask questions, I started studying the gene keys, I I went in, Mm -hmm. because there was almost like, your time's running up. Yeah. And I, I think that,
1: death or, or the loss, the potential loss of something seems to be like such a powerful teacher mm-hmm. to appreciate what's already here. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you went through your grief phase, but then also it was like, well, I'm going to take my power back from the situation because mm-hmm. I'm not guaranteed another moment yeah. of hearing, of living my life. Yeah. So, let go of this fear and just enjoy what's already here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine having a fulfilling career doing what you love, working from anywhere in the world, setting your own hours while making good money and a big impact. If that lights you up, then I'm super excited to share with you today's sponsor, the Institute for Coaching Mastery. This is my robust, accredited, year-long certification program for newer seasoned coaches, therapists, leaders, and those just looking to up-level their life in a profound way. We have an amazing community of students from all around the world who have really started their journey to expand with us both personally and professionally. And this experience is designed to give you the three things that you need to thrive. So first you have all of the tools and support you need to move past what's been holding you back so that you can completely change the trajectory of your life. And then you learn how to masterfully and confidently facilitate transformation with your clients or your team, regardless of your niche. If you want to do health, business, relationship, or you just have no idea yet, we hold your hand through that. And then lastly, you'll receive my Six Figure and Beyond signature roadmap that's customizable to meet you wherever you are. So whether you want to do high ticket sales, online marketing, or you just want to hit six figures without ever needing to go on social media, we've got you covered and this truly is the most rewarding work in the world. We have new students now who have a waitlist of dream clients in under a year. We also have seasoned students who are doing $80,000 months. And this is really about creating lasting transformation from the inside out so that you can share your gifts and serve the world in all the ways that you're called to. And I've seen firsthand the power of what happens when you have the community to collaborate with, but you also have the right tools and resources to really thrive. And so whether you want to do your own personal development, you're wanting to become a coach, or you're just looking for a cutting edge approach to really grow your business, the Institute for Coaching Mastery is for you. You are held every single step of the way. And so if you want to get behind the scenes access to the Institute with three proven transformational tools for free to help you create the business and life you love, all you have to do is go to alissanobriga.com forward slash tools Or you can find us at alistanobriga.com forward slash apply now to see all the details and apply today.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's exactly that, is that there were stages to it. Mm -hmm. There was a massive grief. There was the death.
1: Yeah, and I think that's normal and something to be honored and not something to feel shameful about, Mm -hmm. but to honor our grief. Mm -hmm. And then that opened you up to also fully enjoy or take more advantage of not letting fear hold you back Mm -hmm. from your authentic expression, sounds like.
0: It's like, am I going to, am I going to, Use the last of my hearing that I have left by mm-hmm. crying in my apartment. Like, <laughs> yeah, like there's a time and a place, right? But then there's also a time where it's like, oh, Lily's coming Hi, to join maybe. you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching the video of this, um, my dog here, is here. She's a hearing dog, and she comes with me everywhere. And she's uh, she's pretty famous by now. So she's sitting on there. Uh, <laughs> lap. we're friends <laughs> over here. We're friends over here. <laughs> you two look really good together, oh, by you. the way. He's, like right out of a magazine. <laughs> 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 Anyways, um. Where was I?
1: I got distracted. We're talking about not letting fear hold you back from just living your authentic truth.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and it it just it just got to the point where it's like instead of saying why, Mm -hmm. the question was why not? Yeah, like why would I not do this? Yeah, Um, and like I said, like that's when I really feel like my life really began, and because I started living from a heart, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there is so much power there. when you live from the heart and you love people, oh girl, <laughs> come on. yeah. So it's been it's it's been a blessing, and it's been um, it's been the hardest thing of my entire life. I mm-hmm. think, I bet, yeah, an
1: initiation. Mm-hmm. And I I see you as somebody like I want to talk a little bit more about surrender because I hear you also saying it's not just like a one-time thing moment to moment surrender Mm -hmm. and there's so much i see in you that i want to unpack here so that they can kind of download your codes and share them with people but surrender i know there were moments of just being like why me or why this Mm -hmm. and how did you really get to a place or how do you cultivate enough surrender to let go to trust Mm whatever is unfolding in your life to use it for your growth and healing Mm -hmm. and optimization
0: I think what I did was I was almost like in a not healthy way positive mindsetting myself by bypassing actually my grief. Yeah. And I was like, but this is happening for me. Yeah. Okay. Like I trust this. Yeah. <laughs> but I really I really wasn't yeah. like that, but I was trying to like keep a positive mindset, totally. you know. But there's actually something very damaging about that. It, like it's actually like positivity. Yeah, yes. It's ne- yeah, it's it's toxic positivity spiritually bypassing That's my experience right. um and not allowing genuine healing from the root to take place yeah and it wasn't until i actually started working with plant medicines um was when i actually got to touch the root of the grief mm-hmm. and feel it in yeah. its entirety every time i went oh, it's fine everything's fine everything's great i'll come out on top (laughs) every time it was like like a little pocket of pain Mm. sat in my Mm. stomach and Mm -hmm. it was another one another one and the body keeps the score and it was just storing it inside of my being like right here on my power center Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i remember one i was in an ayahuasca ceremony and i was laying on the healing mat And everyone just came and put their loving hands on me. Mm. And it was just their attention and intention focused on my body and on my being gave me the access point into a grief that I didn't feel like I had an end. Yeah, I was so upset. Mm -hmm. I cried deeper than I've ever cried. Mm -hmm. And I didn't didn't know if it was going to have an end. I almost felt like embarrassed that I was crying so much. Yeah. but I, I had to feel it in its entirety. I had to feel how much grief I was holding around this experience, mm-hmm. to then actually, from that place of surrender, it be genuinely authentic. Yes, going like, I oh, know I do trust this.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: because I felt the feeling of all the moments when I didn't. So that then that authenticity of like my surrender was genuinely there. And then once it was genuinely there, then that was when the muscle started getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Um. And also my relationship with with that that cannot be named, Mm -hmm. that 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 sits behind the sun, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it Buddha or Allah or Krishna or Jesus Mm -hmm. or God, um, the universe, Mm -hmm. spirit. There's many different words for it, but I'm talking about the thing that created the physical body, the things that created these beautiful flowers, the things that created that that cannot ever be made by man, um, that that we're in co-creation with. My trust in that essence and spirit Mm-hmm. is so deeply ingrained in me that even if I don't understand it in the moment, I trust Beautiful. that there is something bigger at play here. And yeah. 100% of the time it has worked out. 100% mm-hmm. of the time. And even if in the moment my physical rational mind would be like, I don't understand this, there is a higher me that is going, mm-hmm. and this too is perfect. Yeah, yeah. And so that relationship, is directly correlation with my surrender muscle. Mm-hmm. So I hand it over to spirit. I hand it, and I, and I cultivate that relationship every day through prayer, every day through meditation, every day with my altar and my four directions. And that relationship is strengthened by the amount of time spent with it. Mm-hmm. And I went in for t- a decade now of cultivating a relationship with something greater than me. Yeah. So that my surrender now is not something that I do. It's just who I am. Beautiful,
1: mm-hmm. and I also hear the courage and the willingness to face the grief, to really be with it, to presence mm-hmm. it, is what helped you integrate it in a deeper way of being, rather than skipping over, feeling like I sh- I'm going to trust life, like affirmations and med you know th- meditation. Even sometimes these things can be used to bypass. Mm-hmm. I know when I was working as a psychotherapist, people I would say let's I would invite them to go there, and they're like, oh, if I go there, I'm never going to get out, or I'm going to need to throw up, and I would bring the trash can. I'm like, mm-hmm. let's go because. I knew that they had a, a life jacket. They had somebody to help bring them through it. Mm-hmm. And I hear that you had community to lovingly hold that presence for you to go into some of those dark nights of the ego, not dark mm-hmm. nights of the soul, mm-hmm. to go there and to really transform it through love, through your w- courage and willingness. Mm-hmm. And in that, built an authentic trust and an authentic surrender. Yeah. That's not like from the mind, but it's really lived in the moments, even when the mind is telling you that you shouldn't trust or it doesn't make sense. Like I hear that it's embodied within you, which is really beautiful.
0: I love that you call it the dark night of the ego. Yeah, that's really beautiful in in its own sense. And there's so much in that. And also what you said, which really stands out is community. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Those that are willing to witness me in the sacred shit as much as the sacred excitement and the joy. Yeah. And those that are holding a loving pillow while I go, I got you, go. Yeah. I got you, go. That's right. And like, that's something that you do extremely well. Like in the, what the heck is happening what I truly think that it means to hold space mm-hmm. is to actually just a be a witness mm-hmm. and b to filter all one's own thoughts to just love that person no matter what it is that presents themselves. That's right. And and recognizing it's not about what I say; it's about the energy that is being contributed. So, you're such an incredible facilitator and space holder and therapist for this reason uh because of the unconditional love that you hold no matter what it is that presents itself and that's truly the space where somebody can heal yeah and i got to receive that from the people that loved me in that moment that allowed me to feel that much grief all night and Mm -hmm. to know that and and feel honored that they got to be a part of a reclamation and a rewriting of what my greatest challenge was and realizing that all of us have all of us have a challenge. All of us have we an do. Achilles heel. All of us have something. Yeah. And it's in I can't think of it that there to be enough. There needs to be more safe spaces. I agree. For people to feel. Yeah. So they can heal. That's right. That's right. And it's like, you know, I
1: always share that if you if there's not presence online, then don't go into it because you need to have some level of resource, some level of nourishment. Ego on ego, fear on fear is not going to be healing. When there's some higher dimension of presence or love or acceptance, whether within ourselves or in relationship, then we don't get caught in that dynamic and actually can transform it. Mm-hmm. So as you are exploring on your edge right now, what's something that's kind of alive for you? What Where are you playing at in mm-hmm. your edge of coming home to yourself, of reclaiming these parts of you?
0: Mm-hmm. So... What's really alive for me right now is to bring to the table and the altar of my life that which nobody else can do. And what I mean by that is nobody else can paint a painting like I paint a painting. Yeah. Nobody else can sing a song like I sing a song. Nobody else can move their body way they don't move my body. And nobody else can move their body or sing a song or paint a painting like you can either. Yeah. Right. There is something that is so unique to us. Like You can't replicate 10,000 brushstrokes on a canvas. Um, by anybody else and that's what makes art and creativity and expression so unique Mm -hmm. and so as much as I absolutely cherish and love having my podcast and I'm really pouring myself into that it's more so story time as a byproduct of living a life of creativity Mm -hmm. and so it's not I'm making content I'm actually allowing the world into my life being a living expression of art Mm -hmm. and so what's really exciting alive and an edge for me it's going back to music and I've specifically, I, I started wearing my hearing aids when I was singing and I realized I started to become dependent on them mm-hmm. and my I would get really nervous to sing in front of anybody without my hearing aids because it's hard for me to hear mm-hmm. um, what it is that I'm singing um, necessarily and so that's for me like anytime I feel that fear of that contraction come up that's kind of an indicator for me if that's the direction that I really want Same. to go in I've got four planets in yes. Scorpio like we feel <laughs> like I'm going real deep let's in this lifetime it. like I'm going to feel it I'm, <laughs> yeah. a, I'm like one of my ruling planets is Pluto which is all about death and rebirth as yeah. well so it's like classic okay we just get to make peace with the fact <laughs> this is going to be a reoccurring theme in my life um, you go deep and you go high you go the yeah. full range the, the full yeah. spectrum baby yeah. let's go every day on the cable um um, and so I've specifically not been wearing my hearing aids mm. and I'm writing music right now. Mm. Um, and I'm writing music that is an alchemical process of turning my crunchy, painful death mm. process of past relationships mm-hmm. um, and heartbreak mm-hmm. into something really beautiful through living inside the music, mm. not through just singing it. And it's collapsing the difference between prayer and performance. Yeah. Yeah i'm not performing for anyone yeah. i'm singing because i'm praying mm. i'm praying to my broken heart i'm praying to the higher version of myself i'm praying to the alchemical process of transformation i'm praying to uh, my my future children mm-hmm. and future generations to come i'm praying to all of those that have experienced mm-hmm. something similar but when i'm singing it i close my eyes and i take a deep breath and i mm-hmm. feel into what it is that i'm actually speaking to and i'm alchem- alchemizing it through the creativity through the art and through the song and so that's something that is an edge um and I I'm not gonna say who it was but I was at um a dinner the other day to just four of us and, and one of those people is like one of the biggest pop stars on the planet and I don't have a fear a lot of fear around singing um around singing in in public or around my friends anymore mm-hmm. but hell you know if i'm gonna get a guitar out and i'm singing to one of the biggest pop stars in the world and it's like a song that i've like just wrote about a heartbreak <laughs> and i'm like oh and i could feel my heart like no you're not you're not gonna do this you're not gonna do this and i'm like that's exactly what i'm gonna do I'm, mm. because it's not for you i'm not singing the song for you i'm singing to Break the glass ceiling off of the limitation around my expression and living for validation or something from the outside in. And if I can do it in front of this person, yeah, I can do it in front of anybody. Yeah, because this person has reached like the top of the top when it comes to a singing career on this planet. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, uh, and there was a break in the conversation. I was like, about a song, <laughs> like here, <laughs> here <it> goes. <laughs> and they're like, oh okay and I was like can I sing it <laughs> and like, you win, sure so well. I like I'm like nervously walked over and grabbed my guitar and I was like it's you and me baby let's go cool. and I like started singing I just closed my eyes the entire time because if I opened my eyes and yeah. I saw them looking at me it would have been game over so yeah. but I could feel my face going red and yeah. my palms going sweaty and my heart pounding out of my chest and and maybe I wasn't hitting the nose because I can't fully hear my own voice when I sing but I feel the frequency and yeah. that's where it's coming from that's right and ever since I did that, every time I sing it now, other layers are opening mm-hmm. up, more lyrics are coming mm-hmm. in, new dimensions of the where my voice goes. Because I did that to break the level of fear that was limiting me from the creative channel that yes. I actually would like to have access to. Yeah. And fear is a static noise that blocks the channel to be the hollow bit.
1: Yes. I hear that you lean in the direction of fear in service to your freedom, Mm -hmm. that when you get scared, that you listen to the voice of truth over the rational mind, that you tune back into the frequency of the deeper calling, not just trusting in what the mind is telling you, and that you're doing it as an expression, as a gift for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that vibration, I know, will then be more potent and serve more as medicine than the performance or trying to do it for others. Right. And it's like, I think all of our creative expressions, I think that's something we can take. That's a gift of writing the book for myself or mm-hmm. for the parts of me that I need to reclaim or write or doing the podcast for what's true and alive mm-hmm. for me, knowing that that will serve or singing the song or dancing the dance for myself, knowing that that's a beneficial presence because it will serve whoever it's meant to serve because of the potency and the frequency. Mm -hmm.
0: That's beautiful. It's laced with authenticity. Yeah, I hear Because it's medicine for you. Yeah. It's like I'm not making this because I'm bypassing the process and I'm only going into goal oriented mindset. Mm -hmm. And then the goal is to bring something that you like. Yeah. It holds a different vibrational charge, and that was one of the gifts that I was gifted with the hearing decreasing was to feel the vibration behind the words, mm-hmm. not the words themselves. I don't actually hear all of the words, mm-hmm. but I feel where those words are coming from. And yeah. if you need validation from me, yeah. if there's any of this energy, yeah. uh, I can feel it and it actually creates a, a little bit of a repellent energy. Yeah. yeah, But if I feel, oh, this is, I've gone through the, pits of a heartbreak Mm -hmm. and i am pulling myself out through Mm -hmm. creativity and alchemical process of Mm -hmm. turning coal into gold i can feel Mm -hmm. the vibration of that behind the expression and so it doesn't matter if you're not hitting the notes it doesn't matter if you're riffing like beyonce or whatever it's not about that it's not about that i'm not trying to make songs at the top of the chart like top of the chart yeah i'm making music as medicine yeah and that is the difference between performance and prayer. Mm-hmm. It's like, where is this coming from? What is your intention? And how is it making you feel, first of all? That's right. That's right. Eh, trying to get followed after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's available to everybody. That's the best
1: part. <laughs> and then it's shared. It sounds like, though, creativity is somewhat a healing channel for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Mm -hmm. in some ways, like you're using music to help heal your heart or to paint your your emotions or your inner experience to share that in the world, you know, as a byproduct of it. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Mm.
0: It's it's art has been the thing time and time again that has pulled me Mm. out of a negative loop a story that I'm telling myself that is not rooted in truth, a belief system about myself that is rooted in worthiness. Like the second that I paint, you know, for example, I just recently painted a giant painting of a woman with a golden leaf halo and a lion, a massive lion over her throat and her heart. Mm. And I think she was in the the podcast that we did. And that for me was an alchemical process from feeling like I lost my voice and, and I, didn't, be, I wasn't understood by others in a certain um, situation that I experienced. And mm. I felt like my whole spirit collapsed like a house of cards in mm. the pain that I felt so um, discardable. Mm. And I decided to just lock myself in my room for three days and I just painted that. And mm. I made a commitment to myself as I'm not painting this to finish it. Mm. I'm not painting it for it to be look nice to anybody. I'm mm-hmm. painting this for the process of returning my home, returning my soul back to my home, mm-hmm. my heart, mm-hmm. and to paint an empowered, strong, clear yet soft yeah. and graceful woman with a lion over her throat and her heart. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, after seventy two hours, she was back, baby. I oh.
1: saw her. She, <laughs> yes, owning it. <laughs> And I also know that as we heal and let go of the young whether it's personal or collective, it actually opens more creativity, yeah. more authentic expression, more ease mm-hmm. with whatever we're wanting to pour into. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the healing arts and the creative arts go hand in hand. 100%. More more freedom, more healing, and more
0: more authentic expression. Mm-hmm. And in the sharing, so I, what I've always seen, I... I don't know if this is original. Or I heard it somewhere. Yeah. I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. Are we all recycling yeah. information that we've heard constantly? <laughs> um, but I, I believe that creativity is like it's like this. I see it like this circle, and it drops in from somewhere again. That that cannot be named. Something greater than ourselves. Yeah. It, they, we're opening ourselves up to something bigger than us, and it drops in. And that's a creative inspiration. That's a spoken word. That's a poetry. That's a blog post. That's a song or a. Recipe or something, and it comes in all of a sudden like an epiphany. Now, once we've actually allowed it to move through us, say, for example, create the painting, Mm. the painting is only 50% of the creative cycle. If I don't ever share my work, I don't ever share my paintings, I don't ever share my songs, I don't ever share my creations because I'm afraid or I just, I'm just holding on to it. What happens is that energy can't complete the cycle. Mm. So it starts eating itself. It's mm-hmm. going, and it's like, it's got to go somewhere and it's mm-hmm. going back in on itself. And I believe a lot of anxiety is untapped or unexpressed creative potential. Mm-hmm. And so it's that, energy because I'm so full but I don't have an outlet yeah. I've become a reservoir not a river Yeah, and so if I share it that could be a friend at dinner like yeah. I did the other day yeah. that could be sharing it online if that's your thing that could be being in a friend a family um gathering and be like hey i got a poem that i'd like to share what happens is you're now giving it an outlet mm-hmm. so it can move through as the hollow bone as the river not a reservoir it comes out and then what happened is then you go back to the top in comes more inspiration mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in comes more uh creative expression because there's more room yeah yeah I'm not a filing cabinet. Yeah. We're but not I,
1: hoarding. It just wants to move yeah. and express. The heart wants out. Yes. And there's so many different expressions and ways to honor that creative channel. Mm-hmm. E- work even. I don't think a lot of people think of, I think of coaching and I think of therapy and I think of all of that I do as creative expression. Mm-hmm. You're, you're tapped into the moment. And I love the quote, work is love made visible. Mm-hmm. It's like when we're tuned in and yeah. present, it just channels through, and we're uplifted
0: and nourished by the experience, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. delightful. And that's the made visible. That's the other fifty that's percent right. of it. That's You're making right. it visible. Yeah. Otherwise, what is it? Yeah.
1: And we're yeah. here to create and play mm-hmm. and express mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. dance together. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen. Somebody told me the other day. I really love this. Um. I don't. I don't really know a lot and like I don't really know like like I'm really good at that many things in the sense of what I do know that I'm good at is play and pray yeah yeah everything else I'm just kind of making it no up. you're good at like, many things know, I'm just swinging it
1: <laughs> play and pray are high up there another one is power Iron mm-hmm. like I experience so I think we're on the same page of saying yes to our full human experience our full spectrum of aliveness right so the, the vulnerability is beautiful, and I feel honored that I've been able to support you in dropping into your vulnerability mm-hmm. and guiding you at a time that you know helped you find some clarity. And I also think stepping into our power and our gifts is also such a beautiful, full-spectrum experience. And from my own—this is something I want to bring in, because from my own upbringing, I didn't have examples of people that were role models in a healthy way expressing their power. Not— either collapsing away from it or overriding others. And I think it's really healing for women especially to see other women to stand in their gifts, to share their 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 power in a way, their medicine in a way that's not overriding, but it's also taking space like my experience is you walk into a room you know yourself you're tuned into something deeper and you share your gifts and to me that's powerful Mm. and I would love to hear how you hold that or what your experience is like sharing your gifts or or tapping into your power Mm.
0: I keep thinking about I would love to have a daughter one day Mm. like or Mm. a son doesn't matter yeah um a child I think about my future daughter watching who we as a society put as role models mm. and how that would make me feel mm. to watch this magnificent miracle in human form, to think that a woman is powerful because A, she oversexualizes herself or B, she completely sacrifices her feminine energy to override and live in a masculine world so that she can, she can be successful. Yeah. Um, or, D, completely collapse under the, the disempowerment of, of, of having a codependency of somebody else. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, if these are things that we navigate already in general, what would it look like if I devoted my life to creating that which I would be so proud my daughter to tune into? I would be so happy for her to witness a woman that is powerful because of how much she loves, that has found a beautiful sweet spot between her masculine and her feminine energies, knows how to create and also knows how to play. Mm -hmm. A woman that loves so deeply that it's an all-encompassing, nurturing essence that touches every single person in her immediate field and that she can tap into any and all archetypes the sacred sexuality if that's if that's something that feels like her flavor Mm -hmm. the um academia the sage the um play the eternal child the the creative artist like whatever Mm -hmm. it is but Mm -hmm. knowing that she can have access to all the different archetypes Mm -hmm. and that's where her true power lies is to be that which is needed Mm -hmm. and so when i look at large around even podcasting around um who again who society is placed as role models like we have the kardashians i look at instagram and i see all this artificial glamour and i feel my own mental health getting chipped away believing that because i don't post photos of myself like that or because i don't have a face like that or because i don't have a body like that then i won't find a partner or i won't be Mm -hmm. lovable Mm -hmm. um and even just looking into the podcasting world like The number one female leading female podcast right now is soul crushing to me, and I'm not going to say who it is, but mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. just the topics mm-hmm. and th- like I, I'm I'm just like I'm triggered and I'm frustrated yeah. that this is how we place the power what a powerful woman actually means at the society of the collective at large, yeah, and so. I'm going to use that trigger as fuel mm. and I'm going to create that which I wish to see more of in the world. And so what does power means to me and beauty means to me? Yeah. It, it, <clears throat> power is in love. Like it's the most powerful superfood that exists. It's going to make your teeth whiter. It's going to make your face clearer. It's going to make you keep your weight the way weight. It's going to make you radiate out of every single pore and fiber of your being. When you love yourself, and the crunchy emotions, the beautiful emotions, when you can transcend this binary experience of there being right and wrong mm-hmm. and to allow the most sacred thing to be mm-hmm. what is mm-hmm. and you soften your entire being. Richard Redd talks about the awakening process is a series of softenings. Yeah, We just soften, we soften, we yeah. soften our being, we soften our breath, we soften our bodies. And that's when we can actually move through the gift. Um, when there are women that are embodying this element that are reaching millions of people through their platform, Mm -hmm. through their podcast, then I will feel happy that my daughter has got role models that are genuinely powerful women. Mm. And that's why I'm so excited for millions of people to hear your podcast, because I believe that you are one of those women. And I think that, yes, everybody, I know mama got a podcast these days and I, I'm so happy that there are more voices Mm -hmm. specifically for this whole little micro dream of like my baby, my baby girl watching these women, watching you, watching these podcasts and going, I want to be more of me because she's more of her. Yeah, I think we're all on the same team. There's no competition in this. Mm -hmm. It's about like, how can we become the media? And how can this message get out as far and wide as possible that, actually the new cool thing is loving yourself just the way that you are mm. with your tiger mm. stripes and your stretch mark with your cellulite and your wobbly belly and with the acne on your face and just recognizing actually my beauty is found in how much i love How much I care about all sentient life, Mm -hmm. how much I give permission for all archetypes to be born through me, Mm -hmm. how much I can love myself in the crunchy emotions and therefore hold space for others, and how much I truly live my life from the heart. Now that is a revolution I'm here for.
1: Yes, sister. Amen. (laughs) Yes. And so what I hear from that and I feel the transmission of that is the vision of what you want to create Mm -hmm. and using the trigger as fuel. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking of myself, I can feel sometimes, like even seeing you, we were at an event, um, I think at Andre's place. And I like when the mic or the space, unless it's given to me, I can feel sometimes there's like a, I go into more of like a patterning that I witnessed in when I was a child, a little bit of a collapse, unless it's like my event or somebody's giving me the mic and it's Mm -hmm. clear, but I don't, I don't experience you do that. I experience you take the space. Is there Mm -hmm. more that you tap into when you, when you just hold a room, when you, is it, is it just because you're connected with love or what, what wisdom? What insights do you? I got have? A Leo in me, baby. Oh, I want to feel
0: the Leo. I love this Leo. <laughs> I've got that. <laughs> I got Leo all mood. Cancer water. <laughs> so, I'm Scorpio, so like my Scorpio, I'm actually kind of like reserved. I'm like introverted, and yeah. I don't really go out much, and I don't really hang out with people that much. Um, but outward facing, I'm super Leo. Okay, like, and and I had there was a ceremony that I once did where I had a conversation with my ego, mm. and my ego walked into the room. And she looked just like me. She was, like, wearing what I was wearing. And she came in, and I tried to fight her. I was <laughs> like, I was like, you're not supposed to be seen. You're not allowed to like this. This is people, like, trying to get validation. Yeah. And, yeah. and so when I pushed against her, she pushed against me twice that's as right. hard. That's right. And so every time I would, like, push her, she would push me back down. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, so fighting my ego is not going to work. Yeah, that's right. And then... um, I, ha, I was like, okay, well, how do I work with you in a way that is recognizing without my ego, I would never share my gifts? Yeah. So, like, how do I work with you in a way that you're going to be here? You're going to have to have a seat at your table. Mm. And what I was shown was to place my ego on like a like an outfit put uh-huh. it on, uh-huh. put the fancy stuff on, do the things, uh-huh. put my little rings on. My but you're just out. wearing it. I'm coming on a <laughs> podcast, but I'm on a podcast. <laughs> but just don't forget to take it off at the end of the day. That's right. Like if I'm going to go to Andre's gathering and he's asking me to do a prayer, oh, mm. you know, I'm going to step in. Yeah. I'm going to put my little ego on. I'm okay. going to enjoy being seen. I'm going to enjoy sharing it's it. It's a costume. Because I have to enjoy it yeah. for others to enjoy it. That's but right. if I'm like, well, what am I doing? Yeah. Ah, ah.
1: Which is still ego, right? Mm-hmm. Which is still another aspect of ego, it the is. one that's self-doubt. Yeah. And only the ego judges ego. Yeah. So what I hear is like putting it on as a costume, mm-hmm. knowing that you're wearing it, it's not It's mm-hmm. not who and what you already are.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And enjoying that aspect of me yeah. that is has got a Leo nature. And I love to, yeah, like, to, perf- to bring that. Yes, and, and I love it. I love <laughs> so it. I got a it's podcast, inspiring. And I'll post on my Instagram stories and I'll share videos. And I really enjoy it. Yeah. And the second that I think that I'm any better than anyone else yes. or I have something figured out yeah. that somebody doesn't, yeah. that's when I forgot to take the ego off at the end mm-hmm. of the day. That was when I forgot to take the outfit mm-hmm. off. And so um, it's just a constant check-in yeah yeah like if i'm starting to run a narrative as a default that i'm spiritually superior yeah this or just... i'm better than <laughs> oh hell you know in the spiritual community we've got spiritual elitism. <laughs> it is a very real thing yeah and uh I, I i have people around me that are not afraid to tell me their truth when they see that i'm living out of integrity beautiful and when that i i check myself and yeah. um and so when the mic gets passed to me, when someone's like, pass me the guitar and starts playing, I'm like,
1: let's do this. All righty.
0: Thank God you'd never asked. So yeah. Let's take this ro- show on the road. The so Leo
1: comes out and full Jerry force comes. with the
0: mic. She's just waiting. She's waiting in the back. She's like, come on, put me in, coach. Let's go. Let's, let's go. I Love
1: <laughs> it. I love this. And my my experience is like, it's like I've only ever transcended something by loving it, accepting it. It's no longer about judging ourselves, it's about loving ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so by actually loving these parts, the full archetypal category of crayons and colors, And knowing that it's not me and without judgment, I hear you're just rocking your human experience more easily. Mm -hmm. And that's my, that's really, if I want to be stuck with something, I judge it or I identify with it. Mm -hmm. And what I hear is that you've got a light relationship with it so that you can play into Mm -hmm. the character that's Mm -hmm. like, give me the mic, put me in coach, let's Mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I want to cultivate that more and feel into these parts that um based on, you know, all of our different upbringings. Instead of like just templating what our parents did or our parent, you know, our brother or sister did, being able to actually consciously use the roles without mm-hmm. getting caught in them. Mm-hmm. And if there gets to be something too sticky, it sounds like not only will life reflect that back, but so will our community, right? Mm-hmm. That it's here to show us where we Maybe a little bit more confused mm-hmm. or identified and lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I love that <laughs> I a totally. Yeah, and and I also, there's like there is fear that comes up, and there has been like it's been a journey to get to that point because before I would be like, Yeah, I have nothing to see here, like, don't look at me, yeah. Um, and it's been a journey of like showing up in the fear, like yep. singing the song, even though my voice shakes. It's, yeah. it's the sitting in the cacao ceremony, someone hands me a guitar and I'm like, oh please, hell no. But doing it anyway, uh-huh. and then the fear starts to chip away, chip away, chip away. And then all of a sudden in comes the excitement of yeah, it. That's and right. then starts coming like, put me in coach, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Um, and, but it's, it's been a journey to get to that point. Like there wasn't that long ago when I would never sing in front of anybody. Hell, I won't go and pray mm-hmm. publicly. Mm-hmm. Now people tr- find me all over the world to, pray and open their containers yeah. you know, like, and set the space. And and it's just been by showing up and to the point now where I love it so much mm-hmm. that you can feel it through the mm-hmm. vibration, the essence of mm-hmm. my words. And even podcasting and having a chat, like I really love it. It's yeah. so fun. I talk a lot. And, uh, and so at least, you know, give me a space for it. It's a <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah, okay, great. an outlet yeah. for it, a channel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, and just this consistent courage to keep facing the fears. Mm-hmm. That's really what opens up our world. Mm-hmm. And I know I used to, I was paralyzed I I told my friend that I wanted to start public speaking, and so she booked me on a talk. I was so scared. There was only 30 people. I didn't know that. And I felt the gut, the pit in my stomach. I felt this terror, really, of being abandoned, being rejected. And it was beyond the talk. But I went there, and I actually fully felt it. And in meeting that and presencing that, and really was in my gut. And this is where I would say most of the core stuff is gut and then heart and throat is like where we somatically feel things that are really deep. And in the willingness to feel that deeply, it transformed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, it doesn't have to take long, just, but it does take the courage, like you're saying, and the willingness to drop in and go there. And as we do that, then the excitement comes and then our world gets a little bit bigger. And so I'm saying this. And reminding and highlighting so that I keep meeting my edges, not only for freedom, but also just to live more authentically expressed, mm-hmm. to let go a bit more, to live with more surrender and to meet the parts of me that still get scared along the way and mm-hmm. let them know that they have a seat at the table. They can't be driving, mm-hmm. you know, but they are welcome in my heart and that there's none of it to judge. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also I've learned that it's, I mean, hundred percent of the time it hasn't worked out. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, because I've said that, that's contrary to what I said before, but it's different context. When it comes like creatively expressing myself, Mm. there have been times that it's flawed (laughs) (laughs) There's been times where I'm like, okay, let's do it, and I sing completely off key, and I forget all of the words, and I've got all the chords mixed up, and halfway through the song, I just put the guitar down. I'm like, I'm done. I can't. (laughs) Uh uh And everyone's like. (laughs) <laughs> slow clap, slow clap, and then I'm like, oh, my ego got yeah. completely bruised. In Which that is one. also a gift. Which
1: is, yeah. is also a gift of like, who am I taking myself to be? Yes, yeah,
0: and and then the magic happens in the next time picking it up, yeah, and yeah. not just setting it down aside for forever, yeah, and being like, okay, well, I'm never, going to touch that again because that was horrifying. That's right. <laughs> my <laughs> ego got bruised. <laughs> up. Like it, it's in the, you know what? I'm going to get back up. I'm going to dust myself up. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. That is the difference between a leader and a follower. Mm -hmm. That is the difference Mm -hmm. of a one degree shift into creator consciousness. Mm -hmm. And that's why not everybody does it Mm -hmm. because it's really not that easy. Yeah. Hell, it's worth it, It's not that easy.
1: <laughs> we're confronted. Mm-hmm. And if we're identified with it, if we're judging ourselves, it makes it so much harder. Mm-hmm. But I think people forget, like, we can be compassionate with ourselves regardless. Mm-hmm. And why so I love forgiveness, just to let myself off the hook of any judgments that the mind created about mm-hmm. who I think I am or what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. And what I witness from you is like your courage and and willingness to keep facing those fears and stay consistent with it. It opens up more magic. It opens Mm -hmm. up more synchronicity opportunities come to you that are in alignment, that are authentic for
0: you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I love that you were an example of that. It's, um, it's funny because no one's ever asked me what, Graze I got in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was in college, it was the biggest deal about what GPA I got. Oh my god, there was so many upset comment, like comments, remarks from my teachers and from my tennis coach and from my mother about my GPA. Yeah, and as soon as I graduated, I realized it's not about mm-hmm. what I do or have done. It's mm-hmm. about who I am that's going to make me want to be. Oh, like people are going to want to invite me places. Mm-hmm. It's not like. You no know, one's asked me like, "Well, what GPA did you get?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. I got like a three point eight, whatever." Definitely didn't get that. That was totally made up. <laughs> um, and like, then they were like, "Okay, now you can pass." It's actually, it actually was like, "Like, oh no, I really value how I feel in your presence." Yeah. Yeah. I would love to have you more about yeah. um, an opportunity for you to give this job or do this thing and give mm-hmm. this talk or whatever. And mm-hmm. so I've realized like it, the, the greatest investment we can make is like the richness of who we are. Mm-hmm. And the richness of who we are is like experiences, mm-hmm. um, th- ceremonies, moments of like doing it because it's scary. Using some of my off time to learn a new skill, to mm-hmm. learn a language or to learn how to paint on YouTube. P.S. Most of my life skills came off of YouTube. YouTube University. Well, that's right. Girl,
1: I am a graduate
0: of <laughs> university YouTube.
1: <laughs> Resourceful. And that's you following your liveness and just seeing what's available to you. I don't think enough people do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, it's all at the fingertips with so much accessible to us and to so, really
0: pour into something. There's a song I heard about the internet. is was like a little bit of everything all of the time like it's so true it's just a little bit of everything all the time and it's like a little bit option paralysis but yeah. if there's like a vision vision um, board or a, a list of dreams or a bucket list that is like these are what I'd like to create in this life I'd mm-hmm. love to learn how to play the guitar yeah. I'd love to play one song I'd love to sing a song in front of X amount of people I would love to stand on stage and give a TEDx talk like these things are on the bucket list and then it's like having a sense of direction of like how can I I utilize my time to pack myself more with that which I deem valuable Mm -hmm.
1: and And what gives you energy rather than depletes you exactly yeah which I think is important because I think we can conform or start going down to do what other people are doing and lose sight of our aliveness Mm -hmm. what's actually feeding us Mm -hmm. and you following your heart and following your your you know sacred yes leads to so many different openings and opportunities Mm -hmm. And I know one of your magical gifts is prayer. Mm. And I'm curious
0: if you're open to
1: sharing a prayer with ah, us. I love praying. If you're open, I would
0: love. What, what sort of direction do you want the prayer to go in? I can. Yeah, I think something
1: around um, just living our authentic truth or mm. following synchronicity and um, saying yes, even if the fear is there, trusting life, anything in that theme. hmm okay
0: yeah all righty well i invite you to close your eyes and then for all of those that are listening to this as long as you're not driving a vehicle if you're driving a vehicle don't close your eyes please for the love of the goddess um and uh and if you're on youtube also and you're watching this then go ahead and close your eyes and just come into a comfortable position and collectively let's just allow a deep breath in through our nose hold on the inhale and any part of you that is not giving yourself full permission to be in your authenticity because of the fear of how it may be perceived from the outside world we're going to exhale that shit out of our mouth in three two one sighing it out (sighs) as we open up this sacred space the sacred temple of our hearts Recognizing that our hearts are a powerful source of inspiration, a powerful permission slip. When we truly listen to the whispers and sometimes the cries and yells of our heart, returning us to the innocence of who we've actually always been before the world told us who we should be. We call in all of our angels our guides, our ancestors, whatever it is that you choose to believe in that is greater than yourself and your ancestors that have shed their lives, blood, sweat, tears, their life for you to have your life today. We welcome you into this prayer for the unconditional love and the unconditional non-judgment of our dharma, of our unique soul fingerprint of what it is that we came here to do. And in this moment right now, in this prayer, I want you to call back in that connection with your five-year-old self. That version of you that didn't have a sea of stories of other people's way of weaving the world projected onto how you should be, but to connect back to that innocence that play, that awe, that wonder, that connection to nature, that connection to dance, that connection to art, that connection to singing, whatever it was, how you were expressing yourself at five-year-old. And how in this moment can you just allow yourself to receive a message or some guidance? Something that can be bestowed upon your heart and to be etched into your offerings as a remembrance, a remembering of the parts of your body that loved to express yourself. Now this is going to look different for everybody, but is there a message here? Is there something that your five-year-old self wants to tell you that you may have lost along the way? And how in this moment can you allow yourself to re-tether any parts of yourself that you've put by the waistline and deemed unimportant and yet is the source of your vitality. Because we say a prayer right now with all of our ancestors bearing witness that we make a declaration that we will remember that part of ourselves. And we will start to weave and lace that wisdom and that innate intelligence back into our everyday life in the mundane moments and the highlight reel. And recognizing that the universe does not give you what you want. The universe gives you who you are. And when you are dancing, and when you are singing, and when you are liberating yourself, and when you are expressing yourself, the universe can only give you merely of that which you be. And so that which you may have deemed unworthy or not necessary or not practical may just be the key to the liberation of your authenticity in this world and therefore your power. So in this moment, we say this prayer and we open up ourselves to that which we do not even know, but we feel to be our birthright. We open up ourselves beyond the fear of how the world may perceive us, external validation and judgment, recognizing that for the rest of our lives we're going to be judged, we may as well go all in. And instead of asking ourselves the question, why, we ask ourselves the questions why not? And we don't just do this work for ourselves, but we do this work for our children and our children's children for all future generations to come, for every single person we come into contact with, And we impact them with our contact of our eyes, our hugs, our love, and our listening. And May we continue to transmute compromise into our joy. And recognize it's not about what we do, it's about who we be that will allow us to lay the path of the next chapter to come. So in this moment, we give ourselves in prayer to aligning ourselves with everything that we have always been and everything that we always will want to be and collapse the timeline of our five-year-old self and our present current reality into one. And may in this moment, you restore that excitement to dance and to sing and to play and to create because your vibratory state is your contribution to the collective. And your song is a revolution in itself. It is time. With our collective prayers being placed into the space, across all timelines, across all dimensions, and across all of space, it is so, and so it is. Mm. So it is. Mm.
1: (laughs) I just got transported. Thank you for that. Oh, so juicy. love a good prayer. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Put
0: me in coach. Let's go. Let's let's pray. Let's pray.
1: Do you have a practice every day? Do you tune in like that?
0: Well, first and foremost, I just want to acknowledge you've been a really great host with my dog licking you. I mean, she comes in, she like gives you the kisses. She really really likes you. I know.
1: I love. It's a mutual love. (laughs) She's like Kissing (laughs) you like really hard. Yeah, she wants the mic too.
0: You know, yeah. we throw in a little bit of curveball and distractions <laughs> into your first ever podcast. Yeah. It's like you have a highly needy dog, <laughs> no, jumping on your lap. I'm loving on her. Yeah, so you're you're doing an amazing job. Um, and secondly, uh, do I pray every day? I feel like. My life is a prayer. I pray all the time. Mm. I pray on the way here. I pray in the car. I pray about, like I'm Mm. always in conversation with something greater, Mm. recognizing that every single word that I say holds a vibrational charge. Every single thought that I think holds a vibrational charge that is emanating out of me like a radio tower, Mm. only bringing back like a boomerang system that that I am
1: emanating. And you are a magnet. You attract People, situations, opportunities—it's beautiful. It's wild. Yeah, it's so wild. And I, I think we get so lost in the in the 3D of I need to do it in the physical world, and yet tuning into a deeper dimension of your being. I mean, that's where it's at. And I feel like prayer is one of your superpowers to do mm-hmm. that. Shamanic work being another. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's. I just. I can't put enough emphasis and it. It's so cliche, but it's like like love really is the greatest force in the universe and it will call to you everything that you could ever imagine. And the, one of the best journeys, the most rewardable journeys that exist is the journey inwards. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's some idea of like, oh, one day I'll find a spiritual teacher in the Himalayas and he yeah. will <laughs> take me to Shabala, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that concept. But actually, <clears throat> I think that, it lives within all of us in a room, no matter where you're at. If That's you're just closing right. your eyes and like really facing off with these, with with our emotions, with 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 going through programs or or so a support that you hold and facilitate in the trainings that you do, like this kind of work is essential. Oh, it yeah. is so important. I agree. But to be curious enough to even ask the questions to find yourself in a position or a container that you mm-hmm. need is 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 the piece there, is that curiosity, and once these these pieces get locked in another dimension starts to open up to us recognizing that yes we type an email and it flies out of our computer Mm -hmm. we may not see a physical letter actually fly out of the computer but it's sent Mm -hmm. there are non-physical realms that are happening all the time Mm -hmm. and if we actually really truly understood the power of our word we would never speak about things we hate yeah right we would never be like in the car going, oh well that da, 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 da and talking about this person behind their back and gossiping over here. And yet how many people spend time
1: arguing in their head about a conversation that's not really even happening? Mm-hmm. So the frequency I hear is important. And I imagine and I feel like I've heard you talk about a devotional practice. Do you what does that look like for you right now?
0: So how do you cultivate it? I have seasons. Yeah. I'm not like like andre who does a practice every single morning for like years on end yeah um i'll go through seasons and i will put myself through these 40 days of devotion challenge so before the sun rises i come and sit in front of my altar i'll light a candle and i'll do my morning practice that will be 10 gratitudes morning pages which is three pages of just like letting the channel Mm -hmm. open no matter what it is about whether it's my dreams or if it's just something that that i You know, I was processed last night, or whatever it is, it's just like coming through on the morning pages, but it's really like cleaning the soot out the chimney so that the channel can be clearer. Um, I, you sometimes make an offering with some sacred tobacco or some sage to the earth. Um, I will do, I have 108, um, mala beads Mm -hmm. and, and I do my mantras. Um, I'll sing in Sanskrit with my sutra box. Um, it's really more so about being in the marination of gratitude and prayer Mm -hmm. to start the day. So that's the first domino that gets pushed throughout the rest of the day. Um, and my I my life is the best when I'm in my devotional practice. Like when I have my practice locked in, mm-hmm. life is really good. I think it's like a ballast in
1: a in a boat where it just holds you and anchors you in a deeper truth regardless of what's happening with the yeah, winds of life. Exactly. Having a daily practice or a regular practice to yeah. tune in.
0: Yeah. It's it's really important. Yeah. Um and I do want to breathe the human back into it as well. Yeah. That like if you don't do it that's okay as well you know like the the, the shame and guilt that we sometimes uh feel being like this is unspiritual yeah (laughs) and 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 i and i want to paint a real image of what it is that i do which is i i become that which is needed Mm
1: -hmm. as opposed to like
0: a regimented way it's supposed to be yes and sometimes that which is needed is to sleep past my alarm and to rest Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's which needed is like i really need to Calm my monkey mind of being so distracted to come back to my devotional practice yes. and like really be in my meditation um i know in the core of my being i think we all know to the core of our being that which enriches and that that depletes mm-hmm. i can tell you for sure if i'm waking up in the morning i'm going straight into my cell phone with the blinds mm-hmm. closed mm-hmm. i'm depleted to start mm-hmm. my day mm-hmm. and i push the first domino from that frequency mm-hmm. when i wake up in the morning keep my phone in airplane mode, sit in front of my altar, call in the five directions, work with my Marla beads. say my gratitudes, write my morning practices, jump in a cold water, lay in the sun, have a shower and sing all of my, like my favorite things. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm gonna be like what and I'm water. I'll be like, whoo, I'm everybody. Exactly. It's all in me. You know, like I, I feel that yeah. like when I start my day. So I I it's only me, myself, and I that I gotta face off with mm-hmm. to go, well, you know what feels good and you know what doesn't. Yeah. So what you're gonna to choose today. Yeah. And it's many micro small decisions made from a place of I choose enrichment over depletion that will create a default life. Mm-hmm of a container, incubator, home, or space that is laced with the essence of expansion.
1: And I like the micro, The you know, if somebody doesn't have a morning practice, just to do five minutes of gratitude yeah. in the morning, just to start small. And I'm with you. It's like a way of being, not regimented that it has to be that way every mm-hmm. day. But, you know, I've been doing meditation, I think my whole life on accident. But I know when there's some type of a practice, I think morning practice and a night routine, I think people will do another podcast on night routines because I think that's a lot where it's at too, quality mm-hmm. of sleep and the nourishment. Um, but to have something where we tune in and yet it doesn't need to be so, it can be small, it can be simple mm-hmm. and yeah. The inspiration that comes from that is everything. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh,
0: my goodness. I close my eyes and shut my mouth for 10 minutes. I'm so excited to go live my life. Yeah. I'm like, wait, but there's so much I'm missing. i, I got to go it's back out there and I like, can <laughs> I did five, no, five, four days and four nights in a complete pitch black cave in the darkness retreat. And I was chomping at the bit to get back to my perfect life yeah and and i say perfect like from the pers- perfection of, the of it, darkness. like the complete imperfections that make the perfection of mm. my experience but like there's something so powerful about taking a pause yes i agree getting quiet yeah recognizing only in stillness is where pure originality is born yes you cannot create something original that's from right. noise that's right innovative from beyond the mind pure originality is born in complete silence to get to that place it could take days yeah and that's why sensory deprivation is so powerful because I have to face up with all the noise, all the noise. But eventually, because there is no noise input, it starts to slow down. So then, mm-hmm. like, then it gets back to that zero point of a parsoner, or yeah. you know, these kind of experiences is an opportunity to come back to zero point, and from zero point, start to dance in the pure potential of pure originality. Yeah, that's this sweet. Spot. That's right. It's like
1: you and I are very similar in our in our devotion to stillness and to live that in a very modern day life. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. I know for sure that I've done the—I the. the I went to Bhutan one time. I went to a monastery, and I was like, oh, I feel mm-hmm. in my bones I've done that, and that's beautiful. And I also know that this life is about living open-hearted, open-minded, clear mm-hmm. in a very—you know, in stilettos, in a very modern world. Mm-hmm. And how do we cross that bridge? Because I think it's a bit harder to live in the everyday, modern-day world with— A deeper truth, seeing from a clear place. Mm -hmm. And like the immersions are so helpful, and the integration of something daily, of that stillness practice to tune into something larger than us. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even like today, for example. I couldn't sleep. It was two thirty in the morning. I ended up sleeping past my workout, and I like went. I woke up. I was on my in my robe. I went straight into a meeting. I hadn't even drank water yet. Mm-hmm. I had a cup of coffee. <laughs> I was like all jittery, mm-hmm. and then I like getting ready for this podcast. Is like my bed wasn't even made, and it's like really not my default. Yeah. But when I'm like, and then in those moments, giving myself, and this is okay too. That's right. I have a default and I have the place that works for me and I let my human breathe mm-hmm. and I let this part of me live too, mm-hmm. because I think that there's nothing worse than to to get caught up in this kind of cycle and to shame and guilt myself That's on top right. of it as well. So That's right. it's, it's in the acceptance that then actually the excitement about going home and resetting my house mm-hmm. feels really mm-hmm. good to me mm-hmm. because I accepted that this was okay as well. That's right. And sometimes um, and that's what I continue to pump through my podcast is Mm -hmm. that, you know, I can have the fancy cameras and the nice lighting and I can say the nice things Mm -hmm. and I can I can put my words together and articulate it in a way that's like, wow, she Mm -hmm. has something figured out. Mm -hmm. But I really want to keep breathing permission into the human as well as recognizing, hey, this is a choice and people don't get to their position if they don't choose enrichment, if they don't Mm -hmm. choose that that's Mm -hmm. nourishing them. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you that not making my bed and just drinking coffee before I drank water and having my robe on until 30 minutes before I left the house, it actually doesn't feel good for me, even though I let it to be there when it needs to because I couldn't sleep last night and it created an onslaught of uh, experiences. So it's in the reference point of what feels good, the clarity of my goals and my direction, while giving the utmost compassion and love to the human that wants to breathe within the dance of life.
1: That's right. Uh, Amen. Full (laughs) permission. And I think a lot of people forget that with behavior change, ironically, acceptance is what helps us change. Mm -hmm. They think acceptance is complacency, but I hear just the full spectrum of like, and this is okay too, but I'm inspired and I love how I feel when I live this way. So I'll cultivate yes. more of that, but not from shame and guilty myself yeah. into it. That doesn't actually work. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Shaming, you're guilting yourself into change. It's not sustainable. <laughs> it's not sustainable. It like, doesn't even feel oh, I'm good. like real fat these days. I'm gonna get in the gym. <laughs> but like get in the gym for like five minutes, and then I'm like, ah, okay. I'm it. Right, but if yeah. I'm like, I love being in the gym. I love I how love it how makes it my feel. body feel. Yeah. I love the sweat dripping off my arm. I feel like like my body is like really starting to like let that life force chi energy move through. You know I'm gonna stick to it. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's right.
0: So we don't shame ourselves into change. And it's okay. We can accept even Mm -hmm.
1: the shame. We can accept the Mm -hmm. guilt. And even through that is the line out of it, ironically, every single time.
0: Yeah. Only in the acceptance, uh, only in the softening. The stuffening.
1: power of it. So, the
0: good. to present it. So. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's so much I want to dive into. I feel like I want to have you back. There's so much I want to keep Let's exploring. Let's do it. I want to be a do regular it. guest. Hold
0: our accounts for everybody. Everybody that's listening and watching this, make sure to write in the comments that you want to see me back on the podcast. And yes.
1: <laughs> Supply and demand, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and just as a way to close, I'm curious if you were to share, if you want, if you had the mic to share with with the world, you wanted to say something, what would you say in parting? Mm.
0: The first thing that's coming to mind is that nobody missed out on the lottery of the gift that are available in this life. Nobody, just because of the, the background you were born in or the stories that you were born into or the physical body that you're given or the color of your skin, none of this matters in the sense that you have a direct relationship and a connection to something greater than yourself. And when you become curious enough to start listening to your emotions, to listening to your heart, to asking the deeper questions and not be afraid to face off with yourself, you are capable of miraculous things no matter what your circumstance. And your greatest challenge in life is also your greatest gift and your service and your superpower to the world. But no one missed out on this everybody has a seat at the table with this and it's available to everybody and those that are curious enough and those that are willing to listen enough are the ones that will actually be able to receive it in this life and so this is a big fat permission slip to take the pedestals down from anybody that you think outside of you that has got something figured out that you don't and to give yourself the gift of the power you placed in that person back into yourself and start telling yourself i can and watch magic unfold. But mm. I believe in you.
1: Ooh, yes, I feel it. <laughs> Thank you, Blue, for your magic. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you, Lily, (laughs) co-star.
0: I love and adore you. Thank you for being here. Mutual babes. And and I just wanted to end it on like a little bow that my prayer and my wish for this podcast Mm. is that it finds its way into the hearts and the souls and the minds of millions of people, that people's lives are irreplaceably changed because of something that they've heard on your podcast. Mm. And may it be infused with so much illumination and so many incredible guests and may they just effortlessly fall into your lap because of the radiance of who you are and may every single moment of this podcast be infused with your utmost joy and highest excitement and that you continue to blow your own mind about what you're capable of Mm. through this offering Mm. and i cannot wait for my daughter to one day to be tuning into your content (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Holding that vision. Thank you, Blue. I love you so much. love you, Mama. (laughs) There are so many gems from this episode, and I just want to ground one practical one so you can take it into your everyday and integrate it in your way of being. So triggers are your teachers. This is something that I want to help revolutionize around thinking when a trigger comes up that you're excited to lean in rather than just getting triggered by it. So triggers aren't bad, but they're here to show you what's unresolved, within you and as you see what's unresolved you can actually work it at the root so what most people do is they try to manage manipulate and control life so that then they don't feel triggered but we're not always going to get what we want in life and so a more empowering way is to look at what got triggered inside of me and then how do i resolve it at the root so that i stop getting triggered so much in my life i can live more free and so most people think that that person or situation made me feel a certain way they made me triggered but that's actually not true. They, they kind of evoked this trigger that was already inside of you. And so, for example, let's ground this a little bit. Let's say that you don't feel really secure about your performance at work and somebody criticizes your performance. That's going to sting, right? You can still have your voice and still speak a boundary in a situation, but don't miss the gift in that opportunity, which is to see what was the trigger and how can you really take care of that inside of you rather than trying to just focus on criticizing the person you felt criticized by. Because if you felt really confident at work in your performance and somebody criticizes you, Although it may not be your favorite thing in the world, you're not gonna get so triggered by it. It's not gonna sting, you're not gonna stay with it for a few days. And so anytime you feel triggered or there's a sting, it's an opportunity to start presencing that part of you that was triggered, to breathe into it, to look at what is it needing from me. And as you start to integrate it into your nervous system, you start to feel more expansive, more creative and live more free. So the next time you're triggered, know that it's here to show you something inside of yourself that you can presence and you can start to live more free as a result. I'll have a lot more episodes coming up, practical ways that you can do that, both somatically, mentally, and lots of different levels. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for doing this work that changes the world, starting with yourself. It truly does make a difference. And if you're finding value in this podcast, a cost-free way to support us is by leaving an up to five-star review. It does mean the world to us. And as a thank you gift, we're going to send you one of the most powerful tools that you will ever discover. You're going to get behind the scenes access, showing you how to live into your full potential without letting fear hold you back from stepping into your dreams just head over to apple podcast or spotify and leave a review now you can take a screenshot before hitting submit and then go to alissa forward slash podcast to upload it and make sure to have your automatic downloads turned on wherever you listen so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes i have so much magic i can't wait to share with you and you can find all this information in the show notes below but lastly if you're on instagram i love connecting and hearing from you so come on over and say hello i'm at Alyssa obriga Thank you again for being here. I cannot wait to share more with you.